0: Welcome in to the Merriman Market Analyst and Fun Astrology Saturday abbreviated holiday version of the Merriman Market Analyst free weekly newsletter. This one for November 27th, the week ahead. Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast. We co-produce these together every Saturday for you if you're interested in some financial astrology from the Dean of this space, Ray Merriman from MMACycles.com. Let's jump into this week's newsletter, a little shorter than normal because of the holiday. But the market was not on vacation on Friday because the Dow closed 100 points higher on Friday as major averages rise for a fourth straight week. An article from CNBC.com from Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose as the major averages notched a four-week winning streak. The move comes as Treasury yields this week hit multi-month lows on hope inflation is cooling and the Federal Reserve may be done raising interest rates. The benchmark rate was up six basis points at around 4.476 percent on Friday. Now Ray's commentary on this short market week. He says U.S. stock indices continued an impressive rally that began from their 50-week cycle low on October 27th. Multi-week or multi-month highs were also notched in other world indices, including Australia, U.K., and Hong Kong. Perhaps the most impressive stock market was Japan, where the Nikkei soared to its highest level since the all-time high in late 1989 and early 1990. Bitcoin was a star again, crossing the 38000 mark on Friday for the first time in 18 months, then it promptly gave back nearly $1,000 an hour later. Gold and silver also enjoyed healthy rallies. Silver rose to its highest mark since early September. Gold, however, was not able to make a new monthly high, creating a potential case of intermarket bearish divergence. Crude oil had an inside week as it continues to trade near five-month lows. That may change December 6th through 17th when Neptune turns direct and will form a square aspect with the sun. Neptune and Pisces co-rule crude oil in our work. Now, the short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. Two articles to get us started for this section. Dr. Paul Donovan from the UBS Weekly, November 27th. An irony of any period of technological change is that economic success does not depend on technology. Economic growth depends on how technology is used, which means that people are what matters. The mantra for corporate and economic strength in a rapidly changing world is right person, right job, right time. This rise in prejudice politics undermines economic growth. If the right person for a job is deemed to come from the wrong social group and denied employment, their skills are lost to the economy. That economic underperformance can, of course, fuel further prejudice and economic nationalism. End quote. And then this from Optima.inc, article entitled Forever Modern says, in case you're worried that you are too old to pursue your dreams, Frank Lloyd Wright completed one-third of his life's work between the ages of 82 and 90. Wright's career spanned an impressive seven decades, a time period over which he developed his distinctive point of view and style. Wright saw architects as the poets of their time, an artistic historian of sorts. He believed in creating structures that lived in harmony with the natural world, a point of view which he called organic architecture, end quote. Now Ray's comments. The sun is now in the optimistic and sometimes overly optimistic sign of Sagittarius as of November 22nd. As expected, equity prices moved higher. Mercury and Mars are also in Sagittarius, supporting the bullish influence of global and U.S. equity markets. But that will begin to shift when Mercury ingresses into the more skeptical sign of Capricorn, December 1st through 23rd. Along the way, Mercury will turn retrograde on December 13th, lasting through January 1st, which indicates end-of-year trading may be tricky, quote-unquote. That's why we call Mercury retrograde the trickster. Prices will often move below support or above resistance only to reverse right after giving a false buy or sell signal. At the moment, the Sun and Mars in early Sagittarius are forming a square aspect to Saturn in early Pisces, November 23rd through 25th. These are moderately strong aspects, and given that the U.S. stock market typically runs up into the Thanksgiving holiday, A corrective retracement of the rally over the past four weeks would not be out of line. Plus, it is two weeks now since the Sun and Mars were in opposition to Uranus on November 11th through 13th, which coincided with the upside breakout in U.S. equity indices on November 14th. Typically, upside breakouts under a strong Uranus period will pause after two to three weeks. Looking further ahead, we note a series of strong geocosmic signatures related to market reversals arriving December 6th, Neptune direct, through December 21st, Venus opposition to Uranus. This might be a most volatile time with larger-than-normal price swings, especially given that it will also occur nearby Mercury-turning retrograde, the trickster, which also tends to coincide with large price swings. On a socio-cultural issue, the current aspects of Saturn can bring to light issues of discrimination, especially regarding age. Saturn rules both discrimination and age-related matters. In my earlier social activism days of the 1960s, we used to have a saying, Never trust anyone over 30. Now the saying goes, Never trust anyone under 30. Both cases are a sign of age discrimination for age, like height, skin color, and sexual gender at birth, are things that cannot be changed, although that reality may be negotiated in the latter case. But to devalue someone based on any of these characteristics is discriminatory and will likely have less of a place in social-cultural mores as Pluto moves more fully into the sign of Aquarius from 2023 to 2043 and especially when Uranus trines Pluto in air signs 2025 to 2028. For now, though, it would be wise and healthy for society and world economies and America to evolve through the focus on diversity as something that separates and divides us according to age, skin color, or sexual gender, to the larger picture of unity where the focus is on deeper qualities that we share in common that unite us and are necessary for our survival and peace. Think in terms of diversity with unity, rather than unity with diversity, or diversity as a subset of unity, rather than diversity as the whole and unity as a part. Older and younger people are subject to discrimination in the workplace, hiring, education, admissions, social groupings, etc., just because of their age. Which has adverse consequences not only socially, but also economically for communities and nations in the long run. In the words of legendary baseball pitcher Satchel Page, who refused to give his age because he thought Major League Baseball teams would not sign him, especially during the time that Major League Baseball was just beginning to cross its color barrier, he had to fight through two levels of discrimination. Age is a question of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter, he said. It is rumored that he pitched until he was 59 years old. If you have passion for what you do and take care of your health, there is no reason why you can't achieve great things well into life, just as Satchel Page and Frank Lloyd Wright did. Now, Q&A with Ray. Question comes from J.O. What is your process when charting futures, specifically as it relates to trend lines? For example, a continuous contract chart, normal or adjusted, rarely ever matches the front contract trend lines, i.e. channels, etc. With that being said, have you found that one or the other gives more reliability over the other, over the years? Ray's answer, that's a good point and the reason why I use cash charts whenever possible, such as Dow Jones Industrial Average or Euro, Trend lines are not my most favorite charting technique on daily charts for this reason, but they still work quite well on monthly charts and often weekly charts too. If there are three points on a trend line and at least one contains a primary cycle, approximately 18 week cycle, low to low, I do consider it important. Otherwise, the chart patterns I prefer most for decision making are double tops and bottoms especially when the second low or high is accompanied by a case of bullish or bearish divergence with a related market, that is, intermarket divergence, where one market makes a higher high or lower low and the other does not, or an oscillator, i.e. the price makes a new low and secondary bottom, but the oscillator is higher or vice versa for a high. I also pay attention to whether a secondary low or high forms four to nine trading days later and does not take out the previous high or low, but comes close. When that's a low, it's also called a Lindahl wiggle. These are my favorite chart setups when primary cycle lows or highs are due. But the expert on a variety of chart patterns is Gianni Pocci, who teaches a class on that in Course 6 of the MMTA program. And that concludes this week's newsletter. Only thing I have to add to that is get your howl on because Monday morning early, we have a full moon in the early degrees of Gemini, plus that beautiful conjunction with Jupiter that's been up over the weekend. Oh, just spectacular. So we will begin Monday's podcast with a howl. (laughs) You can count on that. Hope if you're in the U.S., you're enjoying your holiday weekend. For those of you around the world, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you back on the Fun Astrology Podcast on Monday. Bye-bye.